Listener Production. Coming up on today's episode of Footy Talk, we'll whip around the grounds to get you up to date with what we've seen on a big day from round 22 at the MCG, where two of the hottest teams in the competition do battle. And of course, the Derby in the West. That's all to come on Footy Talk. Great to be with you on Footy Talk Around the Grounds. We are here at the MCG. Joey Montagna and Jack Heverin. We've seen a thriller. The Demons and the Blues go head-to-head. It was a bit of a slow start, Joey, but, gee, it finished strong, and the Blues now have made it eight in a row. Uh, It was physical. It was tough. It was contested. It was everything you want to see from two of the best teams in the competition. It was played like a preliminary final with the intensity and the way the game panned out. As you said, it was an ordinary first quarter. I think the players realised nobody was watching because everybody was glued to the Matildas penalty shootout. But as the game wore on, it turned into a real slogfest, and I really enjoyed it. Both teams, bodies on the line, pressure, tackles, momentum swings, and in the end, Carlton put an exclamation mark on their credentials to be premiership contenders, holding on to win by four points. It was a cracking game. Melbourne had their chances late. There was a controversial score review decision that didn't go the way of Christian Petrarca, even though it did look like it wasn't touched and could have been a goal. But both teams, as I said, played a terrific brand, but well done to the Blues. They lost those games last year. They were the games they were losing. Now they're finding a way to win. It was a really even team performance. Uh, Georgie Hewitt was best on ground. Paddy Cripps was brilliant. The defenders held up. The forwards all got to work. And uh, in the end, they get the win and all look but all but assured of playing finals for the first time in a long time this year. So what does it tell us about their growth, as you say? And it's a very, very good point. Go back this time last year or even early this year. Carlton probably find a way to lose that game. Well, I think what they've been through this year hasn't killed them. It's made them stronger. I think they've learnt from everything. I think they've, they've built more resilience. They've built a confidence. Um, they've built a bond off, off the, the losing and what they went through that's holding them in good stead. I think they've always had the, the, the talent and the style of play. They're, they're a tough team. They're physical. Um, they've got an even spread of good quality forwards, defenders and midfielders. It's just been about finding ways to win and having that – that the fortitude late in games to be able to just do the little things. And there were some moments in that fourth quarter from Jack Martin and George Hewitt, Paddy Dow and Chincotta, Zach Fisher, all had just these little moments where just getting a fingertip in, just being able to lay a tackle when it looked like Melbourne were away, um, and some clutch moments as well from Wiedering and their defenders. So uh, they, they are ready. They are ready. They'll have to do it the hard way from finishing outside the top four, most likely. But absolutely, I can see them playing in a prelim final. And from there, anything can happen. I can hear it in your voice. You're really bullish on the Blues. Well, I think right now, the way they are playing, I think I was coming into the game saying Melbourne are the number one seed. I still probably walk away and would only have Melbourne ahead of Carlton because of where they'll finish on the ladder. But right now, I know Collingwood had a win. Brisbane had a win. Port Adelaide, we're still not sure about. I think these two teams are playing the best football at the right time of year and are peaking beautifully. What about the Demons? They were in the game for most of the night. We saw Brody Grundy come back into this team. Clayton Oliver, his first game since round 10 as well. How did you assess their night? Oh, Clayton Oliver built into the game beautifully. Slow start. And then at the end, he's ended up with 27 disposals and nine clearances. Like He's just going to continue to do what he's always done. It was tough for Brody Grundy in the conditions to have any real impact. I thought he competed hard. I don't think Weeder got out of control um, and he did a little stint in the ruck that was crucial at the start of the 
fourth quarter. But nothing there to suggest that he's going to be the answer long term. My personal view is that he's probably keeping the seat warm for Tom McDonald, who is going to play VFL and might need another game. Bailey Fritch is not far away as well. So I think that when they get those players back, Brody Grundy's probably the one that will miss out. So for the Blues, they find themselves still outside the top four, but a step closer with the four points. Gold Coast Suns next week at Heritage Bank. That should be a win. And then GWS, the last game of the season, 6-10 Sunday night. For Melbourne, they've got Hawthorne at the MCG next Sunday and then Sydney on Sunday in round 24, which is a game that for Sydney will very much matter as well. Probably. Sydney will have to win that to, to probably play finals. So, uh, and it'll be a special occasion because, buddy, we expect to have a, a big retirement uh, occasion there. So, no, Melbourne, look, they lost no admirers. Oh, I think that they are fine. Uh, it was a, a game that could have gone either way. They were challenged at the start of the fourth quarter. Like a great team, they found a way to respond. Viney was brewing again. Petrarca was slightly down from his lofty standards this year. So still plenty to like about the Ds. You're listening to Footy Talk. If you're listening on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or listener, then hit the like button, leave us a review or a rating. We've got new episodes coming over every day at lunchtime. On the other side of this, we're going to hand it over to the team at Optus Stadium to take you through the Eagles and the Dockers on Footy Talk. G'day, folks. You're back with footy talk around the grounds. Lockie Reed and Andrew Embley here at Optus Stadium where we saw a derby that didn't go West Coast's way. In fact, it was an absolute shocker from the West Coast Eagles. In the end, they lost by 101 points, the biggest win in Fremantle's derby history. 2014-134, they defeated the Eagles 4-9-33. Andrew Embley joins me in Embers. Uh, We'll start with West Coast. Yep. That was an eagle shocker. Well, sure it was. Uh, they, so they lost Hoff before the start of the game. Not sure what was going on there. Simo said that he'd been crook all week, but it, uh, they said that he was out ill. Before the bounce of the footy. Yeah, so it was a really strange play. one. And Jack Williams, who was the player to come in and play, he wasn't even ready. So yeah, He was at the hot dog stand. He was at the hot dog stand. <laughs> he was heading home, I think, getting ready for uh, the waffle tomorrow. Yeah, they called him. Tomorrow. He was in the polypharma, so he had to turn around and come back, and he played. And so it started poorly and just uh, went bad after that. Uh, the Eagles did kick the first couple off the game, but it, jeez, uh, Fremantle just absolutely turned it on after that. Uh, Lukey Jackson, just with his ruck work, he, he's been brilliant. And I really do. I mean, Sean Darcy by himself as a ruckman, very, very, very good. Luke Jackson by himself, very, very good. Together, those two this year, the chemistry just hasn't worked. Yeah, so it's a bit Gorn and Grundy-like, isn't it? And oh, I think it is. And it is a concern. So Darcy's got another year of the contract. He does. We're going to talk about this for quite some time. Until oh, I think so Fremantle too. either re-sign him yep. or there's talk of a trade or something goes yeah. on because they're sticking with and Luke Jackson free now. free agent next year, Sean yeah. Darcy. Is that correct? Yeah. So, and, you know, make no mistake, Sean Darcy is a very, very good ruckman. And there will be teams in his manager's ear right now about, um, you know, about this. Now, Luke Jackson's here to stay. They probably in an ideal world would love to make it work, but I just can't see it working mm, yeah. right now. So It is um, a concern for them because neither really can. I know Jackson had a couple of games where he kicked a few goals. Like nah, he had three goals, yeah, but he's not a forward. Jackson's not a forward. No, no. I think I think Fremantle, the best football they'll play this year, I think is when Luke Jackson's been around the contest. Mm. His, his work, I mean, he could have won the medal today. He was absolutely brilliant. Could his he be a ruck rover? He could be. Yeah, yeah he could so be. So that's the only way they can solve this dilemma yeah. is Darcy is was their it, permanent ruckman. 
Jackson plays as a ruck rover and then fills in at times doing the ruck Would work. do, yeah. So was it the game against Melbourne at the MCG this year where he had like nine or ten touches yeah, in the first quarter playing superb. as a ruck rover? Mm. So they could look at that. But, you know, then you're pushing out a Hayden Young or a Caleb Sarong or, a, you know, a Brayshaw. So um be interesting to see what Freo do there. But, yeah, it's just his ruck work. And then what happens is he, he spreads. He becomes another midfielder. Mm. And Dean Cox was obviously a player that played with a lot. And, you know, his ability to be able to, you know, get out from the stoppage and, and find lots of football. And uh, Jackson's athleticism and... Um, is he know, a similar player to Cox? Do you see that's oh, where they're oh, sitting at the moment? No, I mean, you can't compare to Cox. I mean, Cox is one of the great ruckmen yeah. of all time. Uh, Jackson's, you know, still starting his career, but he is very athletic uh, and probably more versatile than Dean yeah, Cox. But a bit more flashy. Cox's than ability to be able to take marks down the line does that a lot better because mm. he reads it so much better than than Jackson in the end. Yeah. Jackson's still young and learning, but uh, Cox was um, no, Cox is sensational. So uh, Sarong had a terrific second term yep. at 15 disposals. Brayshaw was rock solid all afternoon, but it was the lesser likes uh, in terms of maybe our Eastern uh, States sure. listeners who wouldn't know a lot about. Lockie Schultz finished with five goals. He was superb. And Jordan Clark off halfback was absolutely terrific from word go. Yeah, he was. Um, you know, Schultz did with the five goals. Should have finished with six in the end. Just missed one late in the game. But uh, deserved the medal. As you said, Clark just outstanding. He had 28 touches. He went at 100% efficiency. Had the five inside 50 entries as well. So they want to get the ball in his hands, the run, the gun, the carry, the one-twos. And uh, he breaks the lines, uh, gets metres gained. So he was super, as you mentioned, Sarong and Brayshaw continue their really fine season. So it was a really solid and mature performance from Fremantle. They got some really good looks inside forward 50 with Amos and Sturt both also kicking four goals each. So the, the, the frustrating part, though, and I know West Coast have been going like a dog's breakfast this year, but... You know, where has this consistency been? Because, you know, they showed tonight that they can match it with, um, you know, and play really, really good football. Um, Their last sort of three weeks have been really solid with, you know, a win against Geelong. And then also last week had their chances against Brisbane. They were three goals up in that third quarter. But just uh, JL must be just um, scratching his head because they just haven't um, just had that uh, consistency all year, and the gap between their best and worst has just been too big. So they, um, you know, fifteenth on the ladder, I think, heading into today's game. They might uh, go a few places. I'm not sure, but they'd be disappointed with um, the season that they've had. The Fremantle Dockers, absolutely, uh, finishing with five goals. Schultz, uh, four goals for Sturt and Amos. So a couple of first rounders. Uh, starting to show some promise for the Fremantle Dockers. As for the West Coast Eagles, Embers, uh, they kicked two goals early on. Looked like uh, they were going to really be competitive in this game. And then they only kicked one goal after that, or maybe two yeah. in the end after that. So they finished they on four, four goals, so two after that. But took to, took a long time for them to uh, get on the goal scorer sheet after the, about the 15-minute mark of the first quarter. Jack Darling had four possessions. Poor old Jack had a tough afternoon. They've got the Bulldogs next week. That could be a uh, hammer. Yeah, it doesn't get any easier than we know. The Bulldogs can really kick and uh, kick a lot of scores there at Marble underneath the roof. So I think West Coast will find it very difficult uh, Yeah, this year. Good not to come quick enough for them to yep. finish. The only concern for Fremantle is uh, Michael Walters. Uh, yeah, a bit of a sling tackle. Slinging tackle, yeah. He um, he was on with it in the second uh, late of in the weeks. first quarter. Oh, he'll get the one. Yeah, I think one, you reckon? One. I don't think you'll get two for that uh, because with it did get up and uh, played. But we know the action and it's something that uh, the AFL is stamping out. So love Michael Walters. Want to see him play every game. He's one of my favourite players in the comp. But he'll uh, be, be missing next week. Yeah, well, shocking uh, evening for. 
the West Coast Eagles. A good one for Fremantle. It was a historic and record-breaking win for them in derbies. They've never won by any more than I think it was 75 points. So it was a 101-point win, 2014-134 to 4-9-33. If you have a question for us, get on Instagram at footytalk underscore pod, TikTok at footy talk pod and tomorrow the team will unpack everything all the headlines from the weekend see you later listener